Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. So, you know, not a whole lot going on in the sports world this weekend. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, what am I talking about? Basketball, 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 a lot of craziness. I don't think any, I mean, if, if anyone has a bracket remaining right now, I, I <laughs> they also have some some uh, time travel device because there's literally no possible way there is a bracket standing at this point. Well, it's the way it's designed to be. When you have 68 teams and you seed them all, it, it, everything is is really subjective in this case. That's why there really aren't, in my opinion, any great surprises. The field of, of candidates for the national championship is really wide open, Mike, and and when you have the level of talent that we have in this country, it is so so well dispersed across the country that any team, any team can win this thing. Now, St. Peter's beating Kentucky, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise because very few are familiar with St. Peter's, but they're a good basketball program. Up in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is New Jersey's side of New York City, is right there at the base of the bridge. So you have some kids who have played a whole lot of basketball. Of course, Kentucky is a blue blood. You don't expect them to go down. That was considered a surprise. And then coming back and beating Murray State, St. Peter's did that. Again, to me, not a surprise. Michigan beating Tennessee. Michigan's had an up-and-down year. Tennessee's had a great year. But Rick Barnes, who coaches Tennessee, has, has a history of faltering in the in the postseason. But is it really a surprise? Here, number one team in America, Gonzaga, had to come from behind twice to get their wins. Now, the fact that they came from behind and won both of them is really, in my opinion, most meritorious, especially their game against Memphis. Now, next up, <laughs> i tell you what, they play the Razorbacks next. Mm-hmm. This is Gonzaga. And Arkansas is Memphis, but better coached. Yeah, that's why Memphis lost the game. I didn't think that Penny Hardaway did a good job of coaching their team. That's my opinion, just watching the game. And Gonzaga can make you pay for that. They're really good. But are they national champions? They could get beat somewhere along the line. Miami yesterday knocking off Auburn. Auburn's the number two team in America. And Miami, of course, it's an ACC team. They're used to the competition. But so is Auburn in the SEC. There's just so many things that happen. It, it's it's just a wacko tournament that anybody could win. Well, it was uh, definitely worth watching, though, and that's what we're that's what we're happy about. Well, for the sure. the Michigan State Duke game was yesterday. There's a lot of emotion there. Two of the great coaches, yeah. both Hall of Famers, Sashevsky uh, and Izzo. These guys know exactly what they're doing, and gosh, it was <laughs> almost like a script because there's Michigan State ahead and. Duke comes back and gets him in a close game right to the wire. That was that was compelling television. Definitely was. Um, speaking of which, kind of compelling on the local scene, we had some uh, local people get some wins over the weekend in the won. state state championships. We had one, but the fact that they were there, oh, absolutely, that's that's a win. The state champion, the one state champion, the girls team in Class Five from West Plains, the Lady Zizzers. They came away with the state championship. I love it for their coach, Scott Womack, who's an old, longtime buddy of mine, and, and uh, um, we, have, we share a, a number of friends. He's thinking perhaps of leaving his post down there, but maybe not, maybe not the fact that he had a championship team this year. But then you had Springfield Catholic, which takes fourth in the state in Class 5, and then you have 
Kickapoo and Nixa, both of whom, Kickapoo Lady Chiefs, runner-up, lost it. incarnate word for heaven's sake. That's one of the top teams in America. It's the second time this year they played. And uh, then you have Nixa, which had a great game, but just couldn't come through in the championship. So they both take second in the state, and I really think that is terrific. Last but not least, uh, did we get some college baseball this weekend? Did indeed. Uh, the Missouri State Bears took on a very, very good and deceptive Southeast Missouri, uh, Southeast Missouri team from Cape Girardeau. They came up here and won the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday, but the Bears came back to take the second game and yesterday's single game, 16-5. to The Bears can hit the ball. Southeast Missouri is pretty good. They're, they're not a fluke. They can play. That's only their fourth and fifth losses of the year. They're 14-5 and five now. They, they can play. And Drury took two out of three from Southern Indiana, but the one game that they lost was yesterday, and they lost that one 12-9. But Drury's also hitting the ball. They had another 20-run game, and that was in their first game on Saturday. So, yeah, the, both the teams come away and play pretty well. Talk about the dudes last hour. Let's talk about the ladies in that NCAA tournament. How the uh, Missouri State Lady Bears pull it off? You know, they could have been there, Mike. They could have won in advance, played Ohio State in the second game after having won their opener over Florida State. Lady Bears play absolutely outstanding defense. This is one of the best defensive teams in the country. Unfortunately, their scoring ability is sporadic, and it did cost them against Ohio State. Lady Buckeyes win it by a score of 63-56, to but the Lady Bears had every chance. They stifled Ohio State. Lady Buckeyes had trouble getting off their shots, and that's a credit to Coach Mox and her whole concept of the game. They play great defense, and I'm not exaggerating on that. It's a pressure Person-to-person, they can't call them man-to-man because they're not, but it's person-to-person defense, and they can really squash you. They're big, they're very physical, they get some more scoring on the board to be a whole lot better, but that's over and done with for this year. Lady Bears were knocked out of it. There is more competition going on tonight. This is the second round, and one of the games that I'm very anxious to see is Connecticut. I'm a big fan of Gino Orian. I think he does a great job with his team, and the record speaks for itself. Connecticut is playing Central Florida tonight. Central Florida is an old conference rival of theirs from last year and years past. Connecticut's changed their conference. And their coach is Katie Abrahamson Henderson, former coach of the Lady Bears here Mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. She has herself a tremendous basketball team. They're playing in Connecticut. Now, they're not on the, the home court, of course, of the Connecticut Lady Huskies, but they are in that that region. What happens tonight? This is an NCAA tournament game. It'll be very interesting to see how this one plays out because Central Florida has every ability to knock off Connecticut. Now, Connecticut's number, as I saw, I think they were number five or six in America. This will be a fascinating basketball game. A lot of great competition left in basketball for sure. So, can't believe you made me wait this long to talk about it. Right <laughs> until we go to the weekend, everyone's screaming, Juju, he's coming to the kingdom. I think it's a great deal. 10 mil, well, 10.7. Um, just one year, see what he does. But the thing, it's like I've been saying since the offseason started, I said, as long as the Chiefs get a receiver that's got some weight to him, that's big, that can run good routes, I think will be really good because it'll take the pressure off of Kelsey and Tyreek. What do you think, sir? Well, the negative side of it is he had a terrible year last year, but he was also playing for a bad team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had injury problems. But Juju Smith-Schuster is a quality receiver. 
All-America Southern Cal, and a guy who really hasn't been in the league all that long. He's only 25 years old. He can do some things. He does have the weight. He's around, oh, I'm going to guess maybe 215, 220, somewhere uh, in that vicinity. And he's 6'1". He's got some size to him and some speed. Yes, he'll be he'll be a great backup to uh, the whole receiving core that Kansas City has now. But, hey, it's a solid backup. And you have to have depth. That's probably where he's going to be as a depth position player. But he's pretty good depth position yeah. player. Uh, that's that's a big get for them. Now, the Chiefs did lose two players over the weekend. Charvarius Ward goes to the San Francisco 49ers free agent. Byron Pringle goes to the Chicago Bears as a, a free agent. But the fact is, Juju Smith-Schuster is an upgrade over Byron Pringle by yeah. a long shot. So this is, a, this is a big help, and this does, in fact, really solidify Kansas City's receiving core. Now, what they do in the draft and what they do in the free agency... Get some guys on that offensive line, some experience. They did re-sign Andrew Wiley, and that's that's a big help. Still need a lot of still need a lot of work and diligence by the scouts, and we'll see what happens in the free agency. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see when that uh, Tyreek contract is going to get announced, the extension or re- retooling, or if you will. Um, but I uh, I'm definitely curious. The draft is coming up quick, though. We're about a month away, so. Uh, We'll see what happens there, but I think I really think if they're available, the Chiefs going edge rusher in the first round. That's my prediction. I would. You heard it here first. All right. So uh, believe it or not, we actually had real big time baseball this weekend too. On top of everything else going on, uh, exhibition of course, but the, it was still good to see the guys playing. First weekend of exhibitions. Matter of fact, Cardinals are still undefeated. They got a win on Friday. Didn't play Saturday, but did play yesterday. Beat the New York Mets at Saint uh, Port St. Lucie. Uh, 6-4, and the Royals spotted the Arizona Diamondbacks a big lead, then came back to beat the Diamondbacks. Kansas City won 11-10 out in Arizona. The scores in Arizona seem to be a little bit higher than they are in Florida, and this is not just this year. This is, uh, I think, seemingly, in my opinion, the case all the time, and that's because it's a lot warmer out there, and the air is different. So, Take it for what it's worth, but yes, it is good to see these guys back. I still haven't changed the fact that I'm not mad. <laughs> he's not, about he's it. still he's <laughs> he's uh, still a sore subject, but hey, at least you're not throwing chairs in the studio anymore every morning because they haven't come to an agreement. Ned, you have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow.